Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and today I am joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. And today we will be continuing our discussion around the 2023 Roland Garros Tennis Tournament, also known as the French Open. And Yang Guang, I'll start with you. Of course, it's been a pretty exciting but also surprising tournament so far. I think we've seen a lot of interesting and surprise performances at this point in time um, across numerous categories. Um, but just starting off with you, which performances have surprised you the most so far at this year's French Open tournament? Well, um, it has to be Daniil Medvedev's early crash. I mean, um, his French Open campaign was just on the heels of his Rome Masters title run. And everyone was expecting breakthrough performances from him uh, because in the previous editions of the French Open, he, he was not truly a title contender. Clay is not his favorite surface and he admits. But uh, last week in Rome, he said everything was clicking and going in the right direction. It's a pity he didn't extend that form in Paris. Clearly, um, playing a full week and head off the French Open also affected his uh, endurance somehow on the courts. Uh, in the fifth deciding set, you can feel Medvedev was already a spent bullet against the Brazilian Wilt. Um, then Chinese women's singles player Wang Xinyu uh, reached the French Open third round. Uh, for the first time in her career, that was something the 21-year-old can brag about. Um, she is now the only women's singles player from the Chinese mainland still in action at Roland Garros. Every step forward would extend her personal best. Uh, Wang Xinyu is actually not a name searching from nowhere. She started to shine in tennis very early. At 16, she already broke into the Australian Open women's singles main draw. She also won the Australian Open Women's Doubles Teenager Group title um, at the age of 17. But uh, she has been unstable on the tour, and uh, Chen Qingwen kind of stole her thunder among Chinese fans in recent years. Uh, but I'm glad that she kept going. Wang Xinyu is nicknamed the Chinese Shalapova because um, she's tall, uh, 1.82 meters, and has great power and serves extremely well. Uh, that's also the edge and that helped her through the, to the second round in Paris. Hopefully, um, the breakthrough this year is just a start from where a second round at Grand Slam will no longer be a surprise to us in the future, but something we will get used to. Yeah, I guess the biggest surprise would have been Medvedev's performance. I don't think anyone would have um, foreseen a first round exit. I think that's uh, pretty remarkable considering, you know, his um, expertise and just, you know, the level of success he's had over the years and, of course, his ranking. And, yeah, I'd be, I would be surprised if we saw any more shock upsets um, to that degree. And, yeah, I think um, we will touch on the um, performances of Chinese players um, soon. We'll, get, we'll, we'll dive into that uh, quite deeply. But just uh, before we get on to that, Tian Yu, um, any other surprises that we haven't discussed yet that we have seen at this year's French Open tournament? Well, so far in this year's Roland Garros, we have seen a series of strangely unexpected results coming up. First, in the women's singles, fifth seed Caroline Garcia was upset by world number 56 Anna Blinkova in the second round. It's really rare to see a top 10 seeded player fail to advance to the third round. 
and we can clearly see that even after dropping the first set, Garcia still managed to gather herself together, and she was actually very good on her game choices. Her ball was still fast, and she was still hit hard. But seeing her opponent playing with calmness and composure throughout the whole match, Garcia got panicked and therefore became passive in the game. And just like what she said herself, she let、uh, Blinkova take the upper hand in the game, and started to have a wait and see approach. She couldn't read the court and walk around anymore, and therefore couldn't get out of this bad momentum. And Garcia also expressed her disappointment right after her early exit from the tournament. Yeah, of course.、Um, obviously, I'm disappointed、uh, about the result, and uh, and uh, I think I could have played better tennis. But、uh, she she played very good. She managed、uh, the crowd very well and、uh, kept very calm after uh, having uh, so many match points. And、uh, obviously, very disappointing with the, the result and to be out of the tournament.、Uh, In the second round, and I wanted to do more, but、uh, it's tennis. So yeah,、um, pressure is definitely on the French player's side when they play in their home Grand Slam event, and when you're the country's leading player, the pressure is gonna be amplified even more. But as a top player, handling pressure is like doing laundry, something that they should get used to. But That doesn't mean it is easy for her to shut out all the noise and focus only on the job at hand. She reached the semifinals at the U.S. Open last year and also won the WTA finals in 2022. So we know Garcia has the ability to go far, but to win a major, it seems like she still needs to work on her mindset and improve her ability to handle mounting pressure. Which is a must for the top-level player, and it seems like Garcia is not the only one to have bumped into the stress problem. Like Yang Guang mentioned in the men's singles, the number two seed Daniil Medvedev was knocked out in five sets by unseeded Brazilian Thiago Sibuth Wild, who ranked world number 172. The Russian player had been widely deemed as one of the biggest favorites for this year's Roland Garros. After Nadal's exit, his performance was pretty solid, and he should have been at his top form based on what he showed in Roma. Yet he was struggling in a battle against an unseeded player. Both sides made numerous unforced errors during the game, but it was Sibuth Wild who showed incredible resilience and hit more winners than Medvedev. And Medvedev also showed his appreciation for the Brazilian player's performance after the game. You know, I,、uh, I, I, I don't think I played that bad, but、uh, he played well.、Uh, the thing is that it's always the same. If he continues to play that way, my opinion, end of the year, he's top thirty. But、uh, last time I said something like this、uh, about someone, he didn't manage to do it. So.、Uh, Great,、uh, great for him to to play like this today. I honestly hope he's gonna play like this、uh, later on because then,、uh, if not, I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm gonna be like, why today and why why not in two days? So yeah. So I guess that this is not only about the mentality thing. It's also about the strange adaptability of a player to a certain court. Medvedev reached the quarterfinals and fourth round in the last two years in Paris, and he played well in the build-up to this year's event. But now he has five first-round exits in eight French Open appearances. 
it seems like that he's not going to have a smooth ride in this year's clay court season. Tianyu, you know, you bring up a very interesting point, and it's something that I think is very important, not just in tennis, but I think in a lot of sports, but particularly considering that we're talking about tennis now and also, you know, that we're seeing the end of the dominance of some of, uh, some of the previous r- really megastars of the sport. So, of course, the, the, the big three that we've mentioned numerous times in the uh, men's category, so uh, Djokovic, Nadal and Roger Federer, and then going over to the women's section, the likes of Serena Williams... Talent is is obviously a huge part of it, um, and having the ability to go on and be the best is is something that's incredibly important. But the mentality side of things is, I think, something that we underestimate, or maybe something that fans and sometimes even the players themselves underestimate. And I think that is something that some of the up and coming talents and you know supposed um, heirs to the thrones of some of the uh, names that I've mentioned there are lacking. And I don't know if it's something that should have been already developed at this point in time. Um, But yeah, they just seem to lack that, you know, major confidence and self-belief that we've seen from some of these superstars that goes hand in hand with their talent. And I think that could be, you know, a crisis that we're seeing in both the men's and women's categories and also just across uh, some of the names that we've mentioned um, and even just some of the ones that have crashed out so early in this Roland Garros tournament. So, yeah, I think that's something that's going to be need to uh, be looked at as as uh, the years progress, particularly as we look are looking for, you know, male and female tennis players to to take over and p- potentially sh- show some dominance like we've seen in the past from just a handful of players. And look, you know, maybe from a neutral perspective, having more competitive tournaments and having more than just two or three names that are going to be potential definites to go on and win the title could be something that's exciting for fans, you know, just to, you know, have unknown results before the beginning of each tournament. Whereas in the past, we kind of always knew that Federer or Djokovic would win you know, for example, Wimbledon or Nadal would definitely win Roland Garros. Um, but yeah, if we're going to see some consistent dominance from you know some of the top seeds going forward into the future, I think we're going to see it. We're going to need to see a huge shift in their mentalities. Although I don't know if we will ever see what we saw from the likes of Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, and Williams. Uh, yeah, so I think that might have been something that was a rarity in this sport. But moving over to um, some of the Chinese players' performances that we've already sort of touched on, um, Yang Guang, like you uh, spoke about earlier. But if we could just continue with that, um, Yang Guang, what have you made of the Chinese players' performances so far? Um, it's definitely mixed results. Um, in men's singles, there are record three players from the Chinese mainland appearing in the main draw of the French Open, which is a milestone. Zhang Zhijian is just a fabulous, breaking into the third round, the best uh, male player from the Chinese mainland has achieved. Um, his confidence on the clay court now is something I saw only in top players like Rafael Nadal. Um, he's not afraid of making errors and just plays to the utmost of what he's got. Um, he's really enjoying the time in Paris and not nervous at all, you can tell. Um, the quarterfinal appearance at the Madrid Open earlier this season must have elevated his confidence to another level, and now it's just um, the best Zhang Zhijian fans have ever seen. Um, then Shang Junchen, the 19-year-old teenager, battled through three rounds of the qualification to earn a French Open ticket. Uh, that's also marvelous. Um, he could have gone further if he didn't squander that two-set lead in the first round match. 
And he already made the Grand Slam debut at Australian Open earlier this year and won the opening round match there. It just proved that he is well balanced across different surfaces. That's a solid start in his career because even legendary players like Novak Djokovic was way more successful in one surface than others in his early career. So bravo for Xiang Junqiang.、Uh, then to the women's side, the Chinese contingent sort of Um, came up short,、uh, except for Wang Xinyu I mentioned earlier.、Uh, Zheng Qingwen, particularly being knocked out in the second round, was a shock to me,、uh, or rather, it's a big disappointment because Chinese fans bore high expectations for her.、Uh, I think Zheng has been on a decline this year compared to her performances last season, and now maybe a good time to try to. Go with the new coach.、Uh, she played aggressively enough, and her baseline rallies looked really powerful and penetrating, even against top players. But she lacked changes on her strategies. It's like it's like a melody going with the same rhythm,、uh, or a news anchor、uh, speaking with the same tone in every piece of stories. And she's unstable behind the baseline.、Um, it looks like she also lacks patience and always wants to finish the point with one or two strikes. She also needs to work on her steps in defense. So Zheng Qingwen has the potential to reach the top ten in the world, but、um, she has to play smarter and be more adaptive to different opponents and on different surfaces. Yeah, I guess that is a fairly mixed bag,、um, like you mentioned. But I think there's also been some incredible performances that we need to be proud of、um, for Team China. Yeah, so I think that there are some things that、um, we're definitely looking promising,、uh, not just for this particular tournament, but just going forward into the future. I definitely think there's some positive signs for the Chinese players' performances at this Roland Garros.、Um, Tianyu, from your side, any surprise performances or any performances that really impressed you from?、Uh, You know the Chinese players that have been participating so far. Yeah, I would say the Chinese players have made some quite remarkable achievements in this year's tournament. On the men's side, Zhang Zhijian is really in the spotlight now. You can say that he advanced to the second round out of luck, as his opponent quit the match because of a stomach virus. But in the next round, he proved himself with some great performance. And he beat Argentine player Thiago Augustin Tarante in straight sets. The victory means a lot to to both himself and to Chinese men's tennis, as we haven't seen a male player appearing in the round of 32 of a major tournament for too long. As for the other two Chinese male players, Shang Junqiang and Wu Yibing, even though they failed to reach the second round, they still presented some solid performance and showed their potential on the court. And、um, in the women's singles, Wang Xingyu, like Yang Wang mentioned, is a big surprise for us. She eased past Swedish player Rebecca Peterson in straight sets and reached the third round. During the game, we can see her playing with very smart tactics. And great patience throughout the match, she was constantly changing her stance while receiving serve from her opponent, and she maintained her composure when she trailed in the first set. The 21-year-old currently stands at world number 80, and she had reached the second round at the Australian Open twice, but had never won a singles main draw match at other Grand Slams before this Paris tournament. So congratulations to her for making this great breakthrough. 
And it's also a pity that Julian didn't surprise us like what she did in this year's Australia Open. But overall, it's fair to say that Chinese players have made some great achievements so far in this year's Roland Garros. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, and I definitely think that there's some positive signs to look forward to in the future, and not just obviously as this uh, Roland Garros tournament continues. But I think looking, you know, going into the rest of the Grand Slams for the remainder of the season and going into you know 2024 and beyond, I definitely think there's been some really positive signs. And also, like you mentioned, there's a couple of things that. Um, can be worked on for certain players, and I'm sure that all of those factors have been identified. And I think as the Grand Slams progress, we will see more and more impressive performances from Chinese players. But Tianyu, just looking into the future and you know seeing what we may see um, from future Grand Slam tournaments, for example, do we do you think that um, you know we will see consistent Grand Slams from you know? For example, the three Chinese male players that we've mentioned, and do you think that could be something that would be a routine in the future? And how? And also, how far would you say they are from reaching、uh, the second week of action at a Grand Slam tournament? Yeah, I would say we can definitely expect to see the three Chinese male players frequently appearing in the Grand Slam events. They have been breaking grounds for Chinese men's tennis in recent years. In 2022, Zhang Zhijian and Wu Yibing both participated in the U.S. Open, with Wu getting to the third round there. And in January, Zhang Wu and Zhang Jingchen were all in the field at the Australian Open, and Zhang reached the second round. And another big moment came in in February when Wu became the first Chinese player to win an ATP Tour title, beating John Isner in the final of the Dallas Open. And now we have seen Zhang Jingzhen making history in Paris by becoming the first man from the Chinese mainland to reach the third round in the French Open. So we can see a gradual improvement of performance on the three male Chinese players' side. I think it's very likely for them to continue their momentum and keep refreshing their records for Chinese men's tennis. And next up for Zhang Jingzhen in this tournament will be a tough rival, last year's runner-up and fourth seed. Casper Root. So there seemed to be a wide gap in strength between the two players, but just like what Zhang said himself, he has nothing to lose when playing against a top player like Root. So the pressure is definitely on Root's side, and we have seen so many unexpected results so far happening in this in this year's tournament. So why not just wait for another? Yeah, I think that's very exciting for you know not just the Chinese players themselves, but of course for the Chinese fans. I think not just looking forward into future Grand Slam events, but I think, like you said, at this particular tournament, there have been so many surprise results and interesting performances that we've seen. So I think there's still much to look forward to for、um, the Chinese athletes and fans at Roland Garros. But I think it's also very exciting、um, to look at the future of、um, both male and female、um, Chinese tennis players. So I think there's a lot to look forward to going forward. And of course, we will be keeping our eyes peeled on some of those major talents that we've already mentioned on both the men's and women's side、um, for the Chinese tennis players. Very, very exciting indeed. And then sticking with、um, The Roland Garros, the French Open tournament, Yang Guang. Of course,、um, there are still some massive names that are involved, particularly on the men's side. Of course, we are, you know, still looking forward to some of the performances, of course, of Novak Djokovic, and we also saw 
um, a bit of a, a wobble um, from number one seed Carlos Alcaraz in the first round, but he managed to get through that, and it looks like he's um, you know smiling again, keeping confidence, and looking like quite an impressive force as we have seen from him in the last year or so. But just from your perspective, Yang Guang, how are the men's singles favorites that I mentioned there, Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz, looking so far from your side? Um, well, I think Djokovic or um, Alcaraz fans might have some worries about the form of the two because of their role masters' crashes. But at this stage, they are rather comfortable, I would say, on the court. Um, Djokovic has this slow start issue almost at every Grand Slams. He's first two round matches often have some ups and downs. Um, his match against uh, Fusovic seems the same. Um, Djokovic's first serve was forced to a duels and even though he made three games in a row in the first set but was still dragged into a tiebreak. But I think once he finds the rhythm um, for the following rounds, we would continue to see the Djokovic in the old days. Uh, one distractor uh, might be off the court uh, with Serbia's international geopolitical situation. And Djokovic has already made some comments on that. Media always try to dig stories or controversies and that something might cause some distraction for Djokovic. Um, Djokovic and Alcaraz are in the same half uh, this year and uh, they probably would meet in the semi-finals. That, I would say, uh, is rather a final taking place in advance. Yeah, I think that could potentially be something, um, like you mentioned, a final in advance. And look, I think it's also, um, you know, something that I mentioned earlier, just the, the, you know, the importance of the mental side of things. You know, like you said, you know, um, you know, journalists looking for stories and, you know, sometimes trying to throw certain players off their game or trying to get them to make a certain comment um, just to get some headlines. Or, you know, we've also seen... Um, you know, some of the up-and-coming stars like Medvedev and, and a couple of others, you know, struggling to deal with the actual pressure on the court. So I think one thing that, you know, is definitely undoubted is that the mental side of things, particularly um, in a sport like tennis, where it's such an individual sport, is so, so important, you know, that talent isn't the be-all and end-all. But yeah, just sticking with the two uh, men's favorites, Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz, um, that, yeah, that should be a very interesting duel indeed. And like you said, that could be a potential final before the final. Tianyu, of course, we have discussed um, some of the men's favorites. We've looked at Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz. And, you know, we've kind of had an idea of where they could potentially get to at this year's Roland Garros. Um, but looking onto the women's side, who would you say at this point in the tournament are now the favorites to go on and potentially win the women's singles title? Well, I would say Iga Swiatek is still looking the strongest at this point. The conditions in Paris should favor Swiatek. She feels very comfortable there, and she's proving to be playing at a very high level of tennis. She had a phenomenal season last year, and no one has really challenged her until now. And so far, she has claimed two straight-set victory in this tournament, expanding her winning tally on the French Open to 20. So as the most complete and consistent player, she has also worked a lot on her mental part. So yeah, I would say Iga Swiatek is still one of the biggest favorites. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. And I think that she's been the most consistent female tennis player over the last two or three years or so. Um... 
Yang Guang, would you agree? Sweet Tech, potentially the favorite to go on and win? Yes, um, I totally agree. Um, the French Open is like a black hole, actually, for top women's players in these years. It's like every year yeah. there are seeded players crashing out so early. But Shivian Tech, as um, Tian Yu mentioned, she's uh, the most consistent player um, on the main draw. Uh, she never made mistakes in the opening rounds. But um, I would also say Sabalenka and uh, Rabikina is also posing a very strong rivalry there against the Shviantek. There is, it seems like the three of them are forming a new big three in the women's singles these years. They always meet in the tournament finals on the WTA Tour this season. Um, I think the winner at Roland Garros would be one of the three. And of course, we will be keeping our eyes on the favorites in both the men's and women's singles divisions. And of course, we will also be keeping our eyes on the Chinese players that remain in the tournament. And of course, wish them all the very best as it progresses. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, we will be back next week with our latest talking point. And we will see you then. Mm-hmm.